Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm doing these from bed now. I mean, I'm about to listen. Why does my car need a new catalytic converter? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, wait. I was talking to my friend earlier, uh-huh. and he had to take his car to get a, a um. He had a flat tire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I he's talking about. Child, I don't know nothing about a car. Just fix it. Just fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Because I really can't. Like, make yeah. What does that mean? What is a cardiac arrest? Okay. My <laughs> car said. <laughs> Here goes me to what is a Cadillac like, record? Is your... I was like, can I still drive it? Like. He was like, like, well, it has a lot to do with your emissions test. He was like, not necessarily, not me doing this podcast in the car, like, not necessarily, what is that thing called? Like, your horsepower. And I was like, oh, so that means I can still drive it? (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff, why did he print out the part number? And he was like, the first one says $701. I said, is there a cheaper? funny how you're living your life and all of a sudden your check engine light wants to come in and check up <laughs> oh, that's much like life though okay check engine said let me just check it out let's see what's going on here like wait so is it gonna be fine like i think i just i don't know i'm gonna take it i kind of want to take it to my regular mechanic but you know he's like down the road he's kind of far yeah like two of them came on two like trouble codes but like one was from i just replaced the battery in the car like a couple weeks ago and then catalyst system efficiency (laughs) below threshold well it's gonna have to be below threshold for a little bit until well eh, not to worry until the lord (laughs) (laughs) we are on the anonymous tip and we are Struggling with life. Okay. <laughs> I'm with Carolyn again. Oh my god, me? I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the people that you have. I love, oh my god, that one guy. I always Ooh. forget his name. What is it, Roy? Roy? Oh my I can't god, say Roy. That. I have a, I have a speech impediment. <laughs> I can't say but I was yeah, like, Roy okay, loves Jack you. And Roy. No, but Roy, Roy loves, loves you, you Jeff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. Anyway, that, that's another podcast. We'll table that conversation. Okay, I'm just saying, not Jeff uncomfortable on his own podcast. Okay, Got uncomfortable. <laughs> Actually, I was talking to Roy the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, since mm-hmm. we're on the subject, but I'm just saying, I Roy has been such a great friend to me recently, Aww. and just his patience and understanding. So, yeah, at the, and we were <laughs> we were talking about soulmates, but like soulmates as friends, you know? Yes, yes. And I was like, I never really understood that until now. And then I was like thinking about you and you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking too of like, uh, Roy asked me, cause the other day I had a really bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't even think I told you this, but 
I was like really in my emotions about just LA. Yeah, with everything with LA, Mm -hmm. with job, and like how, you know, recently I've been applying to jobs and it just, it's been all over the place. Mm -hmm. And Roy called. And then um, I was like, okay, you know, bye. Like we were done. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no. You have to. What's wrong with you? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on the phone until you tell me what's wrong. Uh, I love that. And I was just like, "What do you mean? Like, why would I? Why would you do that? Like, we're done. You know, we're done here. My feelings we're don't done. matter because they've never mattered. They never <laughs> mattered. I, but I realized during that conversation, um, he was like, "So none of your friends?" And I was like, "Well, Carolyn, you know, I was talking about you." And I was like, "Yeah." And then my mom. I was like, "My mom." can always tell my voice like whenever my voice changes or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like and you which is crazy because we just really got close you know mm-hmm. um, but I realized that I think I built friendships and relationships in a way where I never really had to express my your needs because if you don't need anyone you're not disappointed so it's okay if they need you but if you need them and they and they're not there it's gonna cause a bigger deeper wound in your heart yes and I was like in that moment I was like oh my gosh like I created these friendships where I am the one that's always needed and I you know people call me for advice and all Mm -hmm. this stuff Mm -hmm. so I have to appear as always strong or a certain way but some days I'm really kind of hurting inside mm-hmm. well I I love that you're like making that realization now because what will happen is you'll start and I feel like I've done this too recently where I start to like you what happens is, is you really start to cultivate those core relationships that you can be really vulnerable in yeah and then when you when you kind of like pinpoint those people in your life like Roy's one I'm one like your mom's one whoever else is one you know what I mean then it kind of takes off that pressure of you being like Superman for other people. You know what I'm saying? Because then now you were like, okay, like I'm feeling burdened, but now I know that there's people who can take care of me emotionally if I need it, if I'm down one day or when I'm down one day. Right. Because we all have down days, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's going to help you to better, I think to better show up in your relationships too, because you're not going to bring, you're not going to bring to a, like a relationship or a friendship kind of like that resentment of like, no one's going to take care of my needs or meet my needs yeah. because I'm, I'm too busy meeting yours and mine don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the fact that I love the fact that Roy took the time to see you and be like, wait, no, there's something going on. Cause a lot of people see a lot of things. They just don't like to say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like they just never address they don't it. Be, well, they don't, a lot of times I think, we, we call ourselves being like, oh, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be rude or I don't want to upset them. But like people hide in plain sight every day. Like I actually had this happen to me a couple of days ago at work. Like my paralegal came in and she just seemed off to me. And like in the first five minutes, I was like, hey, are you OK? And she's like, oh, I'm fine. The next day she, we were we were in the office again. And she was like, Carolyn, I was actually going through something. And the, one of the other like admins at the job was like, Carolyn, how did you see that? Like. I was with her all day and I didn't notice anything was wrong. And I was like, it's a gift from God. Like, I was laughing about it. I was like, I'm actually God's favorite. Like, but I, no, like, but seeing people, uh, but honestly, too, like, seeing other people's hurt and pain, 
it's hard to see that. You know what I mean? It's hard and, to see that. And people don't always want to see that. Like I took this, um, I'm in this leadership fellowship, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know. What the, I can't even, I don't have the strength to tell you the name because it's a lot of words, but it's like, <laughs> it's basically a fellowship. And I had to take this strength, strength finder test. And I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea what my top strength would be, but my top strength is actually empathy. And a lot of it has to do with being able to like read people, their emotions, their, you know, discern them, but also like you genuinely want to see people happy and you genuinely care about people in a way that's like, okay, like what's going on with you and, and people divulge and feel safe enough with you to like tell, tell you their stuff. And so like, I think empathy is like a great quality, but sometimes it can, it can overwhelm you. And I think that the people who've been hurt the most in their life, like Roy really talked about like his trauma with his dad and his family and stuff. Like, I think that we, we become aware of the people around us and we don't want other people to hurt in that way too. Yes. And you know? I, I realized that too, when, when talking to him, cause when I was a kid and going through all those um, situations mm-hmm. and there was, Plenty of times where I uh, spoke up about it. Like I told my mom once, I told one of my cousins once, and somehow it always got back to my dad. So I got in more punishment because of that. Mm -hmm. So because of me speaking up, Mm -hmm. um, I got reprimanded. And then so from that point on, I never said anything. Mm -hmm. I never expressed my emotions. I never expressed anything that was... Bad. Yeah, I never expressed anything negatively mm-hmm. to anyone. And so I just always held it. And then mm. I just feel like for years, that's what I did. And then mm. not knowingly, I built friendships and relationships based on that until, honestly, I met you. Aww. And when I met you, I feel like those times where you saw me laying in the bed and like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, what I do, I think I pushed a Kit Kat under your bedroom door one day because I was like, he's really going through it. But yeah, I like you too. saw me in a very vulnerable, almost baby like way. And yeah. I had never allowed anyone to see me like that yeah. because I was, you know, taught to be masculine, which is crazy because my friend just sent me a thing on like mass black masculinity and what that means to me and all these other things and I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like my dad my first representation of that was my dad Mm -hmm. and my dad like taught me that masculine was the only way to be accepted by him (laughs) you know what I'm saying please if that makes sense like as a kid and and just being in the black community like masculinity was just seen as power and dominance and Mm -hmm. um you know acceptable Mm-hmm. So well, if if I had a little bit of feminine energy like that just wasn't accepted. And that's crazy because like you, you said so many things in that that I want to like touch on like one like you were I was vulnerable with you too because I remember I think it was one time I really needed you somewhere and I got mad because you were like five minutes late right. Yeah. And you showed up you you helped me out and I was like because I had a wound kind of similar where it was like, no one's going to show up for me to help me. So I have to do things on my own. Rather than being emotional, it was just like kind of like this, like hyper independent. Nobody cares about me, nobody, whatever. And so like when you would show up for me in those moments in the friendship, I'd be so like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? But like to, to the point about like masculinity, like I recently saw 
me and my friend Rachel have this conversation all the time, but like, we're always like, what is wrong with men? Like this, the status of men in our nation is really, really sad in my opinion. Like even like dating, like I'm dating. So it's just like the weirdos I get, it's like out of this world. Like you can meet somebody in person and be like, oh, but are you a weirdo? Even though I'm getting <laughs> a good vibe right now. Like, I don't even know people's inability to express a broad range of emotions and masculinity is not just like being hard and shutting down your emotions. Like I saw this guy posted something on Instagram. It's been reposted quite a lot, but it was talking about how, like, you know, when you meet like a six, seven, eight year old boy, like he's so kind, he's sweet. He's full of love. He's always all over you, hugging you, telling, giving you compliments, but it's like at ages like nine, 10, 11, like they shut that down so they can be part of this group. And it's like, we socialize these boys that, emotions are not cannot be equated with like love and vulnerability and kindness and you know demonstrative acts of appreciation or saying you know what I mean saying certain things and then like you get you get people who are raised by their mothers and it's like well they're gay because they're feminine and they they have emotions it's like maybe they're actually expressing how they feel that's not gay like that's not negative and and even to say that as a negative thing right like right exactly um, I just I don't know when I watched it I was like that is so it's true and it's sad and even like it's translated in dating because like men really cannot y'all be struggling being vulnerable struggling like and... just saying how you feel and like I think I've come to the place now where like I'm gonna feel what I feel and allow myself to feel it and then because I think the more that you deny how you feel about a thing, the less that you can actually explore those true feelings to either get over them or embrace yeah, them. Right. It's so true. You know? And I think I think learning to it's so crazy how I'm just learning all this. I mean, like, thank God for the podcast, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always a reason for the things that God puts on your heart to do. You know? You're like, uh, wait, there's this one. This girl is so me? funny. It's called POV. You're my therapist. Like, literally, that's what your <laughs> podcast is. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. But I, because my emotions were shut off so much and I wasn't allowed to express, looking to Roy and he was like, Jeff, like, what's wrong? And I was just like, no, nothing. Like, nothing's wrong. Like, just please get off the phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start crying and I don't yes. want to do it right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so yeah, it was like when I finally told him, he was like, Jeff, why did we have to go through all that for you to just tell me, like, you're not okay? Mm. And I was wow. just like, wow. And Leave then it I to thought, the Jamaican to uh, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong but with I thought you? To myself, like, <laughs> I thought to myself, like, Jeff, why was it so hard for you to mm. just express how you felt? And then I realized also that it goes back to my dad. Where mm -hmm. I equate emotion as weakness. Uh, but I think that's that's like a lie. That's the lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? Your dad's probably scared to feel his feelings. You know what I'm saying? Because he's got feelings from when he was five, six, seven, eight, nine years old that nobody helped him process or deal with. And he shoved yeah. it down and stuffed it. And he's still mad about something that happened when he was 10. You know? Yes, it's or so hurt. true. You know, yeah. I think that's how it is with my dad, too. My dad my... will be enraged. We all know when Gary's when Gary gets pissed off, it's that it's... one vein on his forehead. We'd be like, uh oh, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I just in that moment, I was just like, dang, Jeff, like, why was this picking? Like, what is wrong with you? I'm struggling right now. 
but it's gonna help you the more you practice and flex that muscle i promise you you're gonna be honest with yourself more and it's gonna help you see things clearer especially like your wants and your needs and you're gonna be more connected to your feelings and your desire to be in a relationship you know what i mean yeah and i think it'll be i think this is a great process for you oh and i also wanted to touch on something too like about how you say that you built your friendships like I always love to talk about like church hurt and church trauma, but like the church will truly tell you to like abandon your whole self for someone else. And Mm -hmm. if they need you and like, if you don't have, you know, like your wants and your needs shouldn't matter because Jesus paid it all on the cross. And it's like, that that's great. But like, I need that. That's like a deeper level of codependency. And like, I need to be healthy. And I, and, and sometimes being healthy means I'm choosing the thing that's right for me. But sometimes that looks like, you know, church people will call that being selfish. You know what I'm saying? I also understood recently too, that you do have to have balance and boundaries. Oh, I love boundaries so much. Like I wrote, there's a chapter about it in the, in my book that I wrote, like the book boundaries by cloud and Townsend, like changed my life. I read it when I was younger and like reading it was like, I was pissed off, but it's almost like your heart will always tell you the way your boundaries should go, but your mind will tell you like, maybe no, it's okay. And we'll rationalize not, not honoring ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I, I was just in a thinking moment of like, wow, why do I still equate emotion as weakness? Like, I'm like, I need to find out why, because I still struggle with that. Not that I, that I think it's, not masculine or anything but I, that's just the way that my brain was taught by not Which, only and you're my an dad emotional person too though Jeff yeah like, I am I am yeah. and not but not only by my dad but by my mom because both of my parents didn't the only I remember one time you told me that the only emotion you ever see of me is anger I said that to you you said that to me we we're with liberty <gasps> oh I'm and sorry. I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I sometimes, you know, I, I, ah, uh, sometimes people tell me the things I say, and I'd be like, ooh, that's a jab. But they're like, no, it was the best thing you ever said. And I'd be like, but if someone told me that, I'd be like in the bed for three days. <laughs> like, I'd be like, <laughs> like, I'd be You're sick. Right. Like, thank you yeah. for receiving that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you were like, the only emotion I ever really see is like anger. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then when I've been looking at my parents, the only emotion that I would ever see from them was anger. Bingo. Yeah. You know, I never saw my dad cry ever. Yeah. Never. I only saw my mom cry maybe twice, but it oh, wasn't you know, like Debbie a. Was, <laughs> Debbie was crying all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like in the one time she would cry. Not oh my, my snort. Sorry. <laughs> don't edit. Don't even edit that out. Just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but the one time that I saw her cry, we were at the family reunion, and my oh. my uncle had Tony? just no, not Tony. Um, Tyrone. He had just like came in the room, was like, Jeff, are you fucking gay? Like, yeah, like all of this stuff. Like, are you gay? Like, you've never been with a girl? Like, all these other things. Like, literally, I felt like a small kid. And I, had, I hadn't felt like that since I was a kid. That's terrible. And my mom, my mom stood there. Like, she didn't, she didn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I, he left. And I was like, how could you allow him to you know say x y and z and she was like i can do whatever i um i want like Mm -hmm. i can tell him whatever because she he has said other things that only she would know 
Mm. And I was just like, she's like, I'm just a single parent, blah, blah, blah. I said, Mom, we are 20 plus years old. You know, single single parent. Parent. I said, single parent <laughs> is dead. <Right. laughs> like, Baby, that's that, just when I went to college. Yeah, like that whole nursery rhyme is dead, sweetie. No, but I mean, single mom, I'm not, well, maybe single moms from our generation. Because my, me and my sister, my sister was like 41. <laughs> My mom said, I was a single, I was a single mom raising two kids, girl, and you got two child support checks. Stop playing. Like, yeah. don't, don't act like you didn't get no money from. Yeah. From no, I get years. it. I get it. My, my mom went through a lot with both yeah, of her. No, with your, your mom's situation was uh, quite a bit different. Honestly. Yeah, so. which I understand. But I was like, in this situation, though, your job was to, to protect me, and being a single parent had nothing to do with that. That this was just True. a parent. So she started crying, and I was like, what are you crying for? Oof, that's real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone who knows me personally, but I can be a, I can be. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I remember one time I called you an asshole, and you got so mad at me. You looked at me. You were like, I know I forgave you. You're like, but then I think about what you called me, and it's like it all is, and it's like it happened again. And I was like. <laughs> I remember like crying, being like, I didn't mean to I was like, oh, Yeah, I, I know I can be very sharp. Ruthless, you guys. Yeah. So ruthless. He's a cold hearted king. <laughs> but yeah, also I don't know a what marshmallow. Like, like, no, in but those I'm moments, the same way. I can be ruthless when I feel like it. Yeah, but you has really to just... can. <laughs> I know. I can. You really can. I though. really, it's bad. <laughs> Y'all like, some text messages. You ever, y'all y'all call your friends and be like, "Oh my god, I just read this guy for filth." And Jeff, I'll read Jeff text messages and be like, "Oof, <laughs> you had to do, you had to unload the clip, Carolyn. Like, what happened?" Because yeah, like, disrespect me. <laughs> when I don't care, it's like I literally don't care. No, I'm the same way though. But I think yeah. I also think that's kind of a defense mechanism for us to just unplug our emotions and like yeah. dissociate and be like, "Well, <laughs> yeah." Because my mom told me, it. she was like, you're good at that. You're good at just not you're like, disconnecting and cutting off and blah, blah, And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess it was a learned behavior. Wow. How do I, why would I learn that, mom? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that was the only time she cried. And I was just like, what are you crying for? Right. But I mean, but... look, I saw the only anger, I mean, the only emotion I ever saw my dad portray was anger or silence. And so mm. my sister got a lot more of his anger because she lived with him, right? She's littler. She's littler. Well, that doesn't even make sense. She's 10 <laughs> years younger than me. Like, she's still a baby. She's literally 25. Like, um, but like, for me, I never, I always just, I always saw my mom's like crazy broad range of emotions from like, triggered to happy to sad to all these different things and I just I think so much of my life was like managing her emotions so that I would be okay and then going around my dad would be like he was silent and wouldn't talk to me so I'd just be okay you know like I don't even yeah. know what this is what this is and so like you know you just grow up feeling deprived or feeling like your emotions and needs don't matter and then you get you you get older and you realize your parents needs were never met either that's not an excuse it's just an explanation you know yeah which i think is is a hard um like for people that's been listening to the podcast i've been getting questions about that too like where's the line between your parents didn't know any better and then but they were still responsible mm. i'm still trying to figure that line out to be quite me honest. too child to be because honest 
because I'm the type of person like I have a dog and if you disrespect my dog I'm gonna spit in your face like I'm like I don't want to be like like if I feel so strongly about an animal how am I gonna feel so much about a child let right. alone my own child that like came from my body like you know what I mean like yeah and I just don't understand how literally like people got kids and they just don't I don't know. Don't. Like they just, they don't. just didn't and don't. And they don't. didn't and they don't and they won't <laughs> and they haven't. Like I don't get it. Like I like it's just beyond me. Like you that you would have kids and then be like, I don't think I need to tell them they're they're pretty. I don't think I have to tell them I love them. I don't think I have to pay attention to their emotions. Like yeah. to me, there's like like there's something wrong with them if they can't attune. Like if but the, I don't know. Because, know, but then, but it's a more self-aware generation that we're living in. Because, yeah, I like, think so. I I think we're more self-aware, but I also think we have accepted. Because I don't know if, like, our parents will say certain things, but it's like it's a difference when you accept, like, "Hey, I am like this," or "Hey," um, <sighs> you know, the the acceptance part. It just makes you see things differently. I mean, for me, like. I hate when people say, like, that's just how they are. Like, for me, it's like, that's just how they choose to be. And I don't... Yes. Because there's a lot of things that I could just... Y'all could be like, Carolyn, that's just how she is. But I had to take stock and inventory of my life and be like, you know what? I don't want to be like this. I don't want... I don't want to be so sharp with my words because I'm so scared to be vulnerable. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to say jokes that can be kind of sharp. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. And I think that at some point people have to look at themselves and be like people in their fifties and sixties, I think just don't think like that. They don't think of like, okay, like I don't like this. What's going to make me happier. What's going to give me a better outcome or result in my personal life with my relationships, you know? Yeah. And my dad, I had a conversation with my dad once and he literally told me that no one could change him. Mm, And I just always, yeah. And I just always kept that with me. And, like, although my dad has changed in different ways that I've seen towards me, mm-hmm. but that's still in the back of my head because how could you say that no one could change you? It's because you don't want to be changed. That's And that's what I'm saying. And so that's where the line of acceptance and responsibility, you know what I'm saying? So you accepted that you don't want to change. There it is. So, like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? It's- it's like the text I got from my mom today, acknowledging all these things, but then being like, well, no one ever, like, I'm tired. I'm so, no one ever taught me a lot of things. But Kim Kardashian said, get up and, said, get up and work. work I have to get to do something. <laughs> it seems like nobody wants to work these days. <laughs> get off your ass and do something. <laughs> <And> work. <laughs> They looked at her like, bitch, did you just They were say like, that? baby, you literally released a sex tape and your mom ran with this. That's like, <laughs> if only we could all be so lucky. Like, oh my God. Okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's like, you do have to do the work. And I just feel like a lot of people don't want to do it. They don't. And then like, there's a generation behind our parents, their parents, right? Like my grandmother's in her 80s and she doesn't believe that depression's a thing. She's like, I don't believe in that. But yet she'll call me crying some days and be like, do you still love me? Like, Grammy, of course I love you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's not trying to even see say that as a thing. Or like, no. 
Um, but yet she'll pop a Viking. She said, my, you know, my for everybody listening, my grandma is Southern. So she'll say, I'm going to pop a pill and watch Hallmark <laughs> Channel. And, and she'll go, like, Grandma, you just took a Viking and, and you're watching your Hallmark movies. Like. Yes. And my mom <laughs> goes to the casino now. Okay. Like, they all have and, their coping mechanisms. Yeah. And, and calls it like, her friend. She goes, I call her and she'll be like, oh, I'm just out with my friend. And I'm like, wait, what? Like that? That doesn't sound funny. It's not a problem me. if she's winning money, but you got to watch that. <laughs> no, she's winning that. money, but it also like, because of all of the events that has happened to her recently, I'm just kind of like, are it's you okay? Mechanism. Yeah. You know, because the church would be like, don't have sex and don't drink. Well, your mom found another vice. You know what okay. I mean? Like, <laughs> she found something else. Okay. Uh-huh. Oof, I have laughed so much in the past hour because uh. I know we we were having a conversation before this podcast and we were just <laughs> laughing it up. And I've been in the bed for probably two days now because I'm just tired. Jeffrey. I know. I really was down though. Like I was mm. like Roy called me and I cried. I was like, <laughs> why are you crying? I was like, why am I crying right now? And I don't, I should say I stop, I don't cry because I do, but I don't cry as often. And for a long period of time, I didn't cry at all. Yeah, I didn't cry until I was like 21. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, ever since I turned like 31 or 30, like 32. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 76. like the smallest things I'd be like, oh, 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 you know, like, I'm like, what is going on? It's like now coming out now. But it really, um, when he was like, no, I'm just going to stay on the phone until you're done. I literally was like, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to do with that. I really didn't. And I I love that. I love that. And like, there've been times where I've been like, I've cried in front of friends. And then immediately after I feel like this shame for crying. Yes. Because I get fearful, like, oh, I overburden the relationship or they're going to leave me because they're going to see that I'm like messed up or, you know, have all these things or I'm too much. And it's it's a lot. And it's like, we're here to like bury each other's burdens in this life because it is not easy. And that's I mean, like a friend is born for adversity. And so, like, if your friend can't handle like if your friend can't handle when you're actually going through something real then they're not a real friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I don't say that too. Cause I think sometimes like there's times I, I know specifically in my life, there's purposely been times where I know people have not been with me because God's like, Carolyn, let me help you through this. But God gets his message through people. Right. And it's like, we've, we've got to be there and open um, enough to, to share those things and, and, and not overburden our friends, but, you know, know that they're available, especially when they make themselves available. I think that's a beautiful thing. In those mm-hmm. moments when you just had, and he, he asked me, he was like, so you have no, none of your friends will listen to you. And like, like your voice. Cause he was like, Jeff, your voice changes. And I'm like, wow. Like my mom says the same thing. My dad had a, um, I think because maybe he saw that I was a little feminine or something like that. He, he um, created me in a way, and I say, I use the word create because 
there's certain things that I feel like that, you know, your parents create you to be. Oh, that's so true. And it's your job to either continue with what they created or you can start to um, de-layer and, and really understand what they created and from it or keep and or take you know whatever you want to do but yeah like we play a role in our family that our parents gave us yes exactly Mm -hmm. and so the person or the boy that he created me to be uh I felt like because whatever he's seen any any male connection or something I was just always careful about hmm you know what I'm saying? I don't really know how to articulate it properly, but. Is it like the community and the thing that you desired? He made you to feel suspicious about it. Like Yeah, yeah, because it. I was very mm-hmm. creative. I love music and I paint it. And my mom actually told me this um, a couple months ago. And she was like, I remember you used to draw and you used to paint, but your dad never allowed you to do that. And I always mm-hmm. felt like my dad related that to femininity or or um, being gay or something like that, you know? Like if it wasn't painting or something very ma- hyper-masculine, because of what maybe he's seen, he was trying to create me to be in this way. Does that make sense? I get it. I get like trying to guide your child's like interests in a way, but I also don't see like, music and painting and art is gay like I don't see how those two I mean I think that that's what they thought in that generation you know what I mean but then I think of your dad like I've met Jeff's dad guys and he's like (laughs) (laughs) does he still do like the Beijing black in his hair (laughs) he does everything but but that was but that was so that was the thing that always threw me off like getting older because I'm like the very things that I enjoyed which was clothing and and interior and like all y'all you can see this man's creases like you know what I'm saying like in a t-shirt like he'll be like I just remember him being very put together well put together yeah yes all these things that essentially would be considered I guess whatever he was really into and still into at the time when he was creating me to be this hyper-masculine man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he was the one telling my stepmom, you know, what color to put and this color needs to be around the house and, like, this curtain and all these decorating ideas and, like, these creative ideas to do, like, a bookshelf and all these things that I loved and enjoyed. And, and if we had the opportunity, we could have connected on. Mm-hmm. And, but it was seen as, you know, it was just seen as that wasn't what he wanted from me. He don't even know what he wanted from himself. Right. Yeah, we're out here trying to decode crazy. They don't even know <laughs> themselves. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just I thought that was so interesting to see the parallel as I was an adult because I'm like, oh my god, like I'm looking at my mom, I'm looking at him, and even my my older sister, mm-hmm. she was like, the only thing I ever remember from him is how he would be like, you always need to get your hair done, you always need to get your nails. My my dad was very much like, you had to be put together at all times. Image, image, and my mom, she care but she she can not care you know what i'm saying yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, like it, it, it was just crazy how that parallel was. That is crazy. But do you ever just be feeling like I don't feel like it? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I feel like so. I used to iron everything. You know that. I mean, mm-hmm. I literally had an iron board. I remember that. Yeah, in college. And, yeah, like I didn't go anywhere without it being. I mean, I've been a little bit more freer, and you're a little, you're a crazy girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I have never iron, iron like I don't iron for nothing. I hate ironing. If I have to iron, I'm taking it to Zips Dry Cleaner. Like, <laughs> but I can identify with that in the way of like I used to wear makeup wherever I went. Like it would be like. Y'all, Max Studio Fix had a chokehold on every girl <laughs> between 2002 and 2009 or 10. And, like, I remember, like, feeling like I couldn't leave the house without Studio Fix on. And I, it was like, why am I caking this on to, like, go to McDonald's and get a McGriddle? Like, why am I, <laughs> you know? And I think that has a lot to do with, like, you know, some insecurities and, like, self-image issues that I had. But, like... I don't know. I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, it is what it was. You're you going to get whatever. <laughs> you don't get whatever. What I'm given. Okay. Yeah. Like, it is what it is at this point. I wish Rolling Ray, sidebar, I wish Rolling Ray would have trademarked it's not given what it's supposed to give because he would be a millionaire <laughs> by now. Waivers around to run these niggas over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to get hit by a bus ASAP. Okay. Like, you want to hear a dating you... story? A crazy dating story? Let's hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one is it about? Remember that guy on the cruise ship who I met? On the cruise ship? Yeah, anyways. He was this musician on the cruise ship. And we met. and like playing the we... sax. No, he was playing the bass. Stop playing with me. <laughs> and y'all, I love bass players because bass players always have like, oh, a dead face. Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so bass right. players stay with a dead face. And I remember I was looking at him from the, like, because it was like this, like, karaoke set because it was on a cruise. And I was like, why aren't you smiling? I was like, are, do you, are you happy to be here? Like, do you want to be here? And he was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm working. I was like, okay, whatever. So we ended up exchanging information. Like, we talked a lot when we were on the boat. We didn't, couldn't see each other because, like, they keep those people who work on cruise ships on lock. Like, it's a whole other world over there. So um, afterwards, he's like, I get off the boat this date. Like, I really want to see you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, okay, we'll see. Like, because I'm a very will see individual unless I really, really like you. Because it's either, like, I'm 100 or I'm zero. Like, I can't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be in between. Okay. So... He's all like, oh, I'm going to come see you. Nothing. Oh, I'm going to come see you. FaceTimes me one time, like, when he gets off the boat. Hey, let me call you. I'm going out to lunch with my parents. Mm, I'm still, like, waiting on a phone call back. Like, I, like, I don't know what's going on. So then, like, um, a couple weeks go by, a couple weeks go by, whatever. This was, like, maybe, like, a week ago, a couple of days ago, actually. He sends me a message on Instagram. I miss you. I didn't respond because, like, what am I going to say? Like, I miss you, too. Like, I don't miss you. I don't know you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you said all these things. You want to come here and see me, hang out. Blah, blah, blah. So he ends up, um, and I, and then, like, he texts me a couple days later. He's like, ghost, I see. First of all, y'all be having a whole inbox conversation by yourselves. Like, I can't. And I said, and my next question was, like, what do you expect me to say? Like, that's literally what I asked him. 
he's like, we had a connection. There was a vibe, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to let this go. And I was like, well, I'm interested in hearing you out. He's like, well, can I please call you? Can I call you this date? And I was like, sure, you can call me. We set up a time for him to call me. He doesn't call at that time. He calls like two hours later. Hmm. Okay. He's like, I'm in, I was in rehearsal. Answer the FaceTime. I was like, where are you? He was like, oh, I just left rehearsal. And I was like, he was like, don't ask me how rehearsal was. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, where are you? He's like, well, you know, I'm on tour. I told you that. And I was like, you didn't. I was like, because you, I was still waiting on that other FaceTime call from like two months ago. So I was like, oh, okay. Because one thing I'm not going to do is blow up somebody who's not showing me anything. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. Who's not investing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he, we're on that conversation and he's like, he was, I was like, oh, so you're living the dream. And he was like, he was like, <laughs> anytime a man tells you like he's different from the rest, he's literally not. <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> You're literally a Carmen Kai. Like, what do you mean? He was, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Not a Carmen Kai. <laughs> I can literally go buy five of you by you know my face. Literally. No, I shouldn't say that. Like, I no, think, it's true. I you said it, you said it right. <laughs> but here, I think you could be like a nice person. Like, whatever. So we're like talking, and I was like, oh, you know. I, I'm, you know, I banter. I'm like, I was like, oh, you know, you're living the dream. And he's like, well, I didn't have a dream for this. I don't plan for anything. I don't ever have a plan. I just fell into this. And like, he's talking to me, but he's getting like a bit of an aggressive tone. And I was like, okay, calm down, Cujo. Like, what's going on? And he was like, um, um, I don't have a plan for anything. I was like, oh, I was like, well, I mean, everything I have in my life, it's because I've spoken it, like, with, you know, my career and like what I'm doing and da da da. You know, like. I, I believe in, in that, like your words create your world. Right. And so he was like, well, I've never done that. And da, 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 da. And then he was like, oh, I should have gone to eat Mexican with my bandmates. And I was like, oh, I wow. said, yeah, yeah, maybe no. And no, before he said that, I was like, oh, your tone's like a little aggressive. I was like, I don't know what that is. And you know, white women's favorite word is aggressive, but like <laughs> he literally was being aggressive. Like, he was like, I was like, are you yelling at me? Like, what are you, what are you mad? Like you hyped up. Ugh. Like, but okay. So like, um, he was like, I'm not being aggressive. I was like, well, I don't know your personality because I've only talked to you on the phone once. And I, that was a little sharp of me, but I just felt like it is what it is. Like his community, I told him every time I talked to him, I was like, your communication sucks. And I don't know why you keep telling me you miss me. Cause I've never like, what's there to miss? You know what I mean? Right. Right. So then he was like, he makes the comment like, well, I should, I, I should have gone and got Mexican with my bandmates. And I, I, I looked at him on the face and I said, maybe you should. And he was like, okay. And it was like, click. <laughs> <laughs> After all he, I mean, we had this whole Instagram conversation. Like, I want to talk to you and tell you I had walls up. I don't want to lose this connection. I don't want to lose out. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you lost out for some Mexican quesadillas. Like what's wrong? And a margarita. Like, okay. Like, why all that to do nothing? Like, just please get get well. Like, please get well. (laughs) Please get well. (laughs) Please get well. Get well. Because I don't know what else to do. (sighs) I don't even have any dating stories. Bye. Jeff, you have so many that you've buried in the bottom of whatever. That's, that's very true. You never tell me anything. Like I'd be hearing about it on the blog, on the um, on the anonymous. I don't tip. tell I was anybody. Like, I never knew this. You're like, I, yeah, I, I don't tell anybody. Like by like, dating. You need to start telling people. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't. I I just 
I you sit down and you go, there's a guy. <laughs> no, but literally, this is what I do. Like this, I date these people and then I cut them off. So I, they're out of my memory. <laughs> well, no, for me, I'm a very much out of sight, out of mind person because I do forget the people. Like I, I always forget. I remember the one that I dated, um, the slow one. <laughs> <laughs> Bus is hard. Yeah, he was slow. I just, he was never going to be my pace. I, <laughs> never going to, never going to. Never going to, never going to. The soundtrack to my life is We Are Living. Ooh, You're Sinclair, bye. <laughs> the slow one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Maxine because I'm a lawyer. That's Sinclair James. You Sinclair Overton. Okay. Um, He's in a relationship, honey. See, and I don't even consider any of them relationships. Everything is a relationship, Jeff. We're in a relationship because we're friends. And a I know, but is it's like I never, I never consider anything of it, like. It's because you're disconnected from your emotions. And I think the more that you practice that vulnerability muscle and actually feeling what you feel, I think it's going to probably deepen the relationships in your life. That's what I think. Yeah. Because you're going to have to get real with yourself because you don't want to just be out here. Like, and I also think that you don't allow yourself to like people either. I I mean, I really don't take much. I don't really like people. Like, we know who I like right now. Yeah. I love him. But like... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you don't, I don't think you allow yourself to like anybody because it's like you talk yourself out of it. And you can, yes. I mean, we have no I idea. I think I do initially, like, oh, I like, I like, but then I'm like, Mm-mm. oh, it's teeth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's me. That, like, but that's, yeah, I just, yeah. Because then, okay, so I was talking he to He says library. My... Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. No, honestly. I was talking to this guy, 46. Well, I call him 46. I feel like I talked about this before. But he felt like we were dating or like something was going towards something. But I never knew this. You're an F boy. That's why. <laughs> and then so he got he used to have this expectation of me and got so mad and this and that and I was like we never had a conversation like how could you think that you can have was this expectation was he like a masculine guy he was he, I feel like I was well I was more masculine than he was maybe he was looking for you to define the relationship and lead the way and it's harder in like same sex relationships because it's like who's going to be more masculine and more feminine or who's going to take the lead or the role in like defining the relationship yeah, I and I feel like they push. always want me to be. Well, because you're like masculine. You're not, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think people are but, looking at you to define it, but you want to be like, no. I want them to define, well, not even that I want them to. I just, I never see a clear enough signal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know in what my you mind, do, Jeff? You I go up to someone and say, I like you. Do you like me back? <laughs> But then the gay word, they'd be like, I don't do that shit, man. Do what? Honesty? Well, I mean, <laughs> this this could be controversial or whatever. I, I don't care. 
Don't put my name in it. <laughs> next podcast. But how should I phrase this? Uh-oh. A lot of gays have trauma and rejection and all mm-hmm. these issues. Mm-hmm. So we put all the issues into these short-term relationships or friendships or whatever you want to call it. And then everyone plays like this blame game when in reality, we're all dealing with the same shit and no one's really coming to terms with that. I think that's in straight community too, but I get what you're trying to say. It's like, it just, everybody becomes a shadow of like the original hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like because not to say that the gays were the only ones rejected because everyone's rejected, but I feel like, I feel like especially maybe being black and then also mm-hmm. being gay. So that's an added layer. Of- it's an added yeah, layer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So everyone's just dealing with the rejection. Because I'm like, how could you think that you could have this expectation on me and we never spoke about it? Like, that was just you rejecting yourself. But you yourself. don't want to bring it up either. And he didn't want to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't want I didn't bring it up because he told me that he was talking to somebody else in Harlem. So oh. to me... And you know me, I'm very, you You tell me, I'm taking you, it straight as you tell me. You you, you want space, I'll give you outer space. You yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I stopped, for those of you out here, I stopped reading in between the lines years ago. You and me both. It's, you can't, it's impossible. Like, okay, bye. Yeah, like, if you tell me you don't want to go, cool. <laughs> you, Have a you good know? night. Bye. Right. So I'm just like, you told me you were dating somebody else. So why would I make this serious or why would I consider mm-hmm. consider you to be a serious candidate when you're talking mm-hmm. to somebody else? That would look stupid on my part. And I'm not into mm-hmm. the open and, and all this other thing. So That's when weird. now, yeah. yeah, now you're having this conversation with me after the fact. And then you're like, well, I don't date him anymore and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but you never had that conversation with me. Yeah, I think no. it's important to have check-ins it like, is. In, in a dating relationship and just kind of like, Hey, like, what are we doing right now? Not like a, what are we? Like, well, to- I have another com- I have another thing about that too. But Ooh. in my mind, I was just kind of like, because you didn't tell me, how could you expect anything more? And then he was mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, that shouldn't matter. No, it should matter. Because oh, because I'm- he felt like eventually you would have been like. But it shouldn't be any eventually. Lock it down. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? If you're talking to somebody else, I'm not gonna put myself in that predicament so until you say hey x y and z then we can you know figure out if this is really what we want we both want yeah it sounds like you you're wanting somebody to be honest about their emotions when sometimes you're not as honest about you pretty much i mean pretty much i mean i know that about myself I think that's the hardest thing too, right? I think women, we struggle with that too, because like we want this like Prince Charming Romeo to come scoop us up so we don't have to make any decisions, you know? And when you don't make a decision, that means you're more passive in the choices and the things that you're accepting because you choose to accept the things that come your way. You can accept it or let it keep on going. But like, I think it's hard to one, get to know a person and then be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's hard in the dating sense because it's like all these different things that come with it. Like, are you dating other people? Like, yeah, but I feel like, like, but I feel like, why can't, why can't there be a person like that? Like I was talking to a friend. Well, you can be that person then. Yeah, but I feel like I need it because I've never been in a relationship in like a really serious one and like Mm -hmm. 
I'm still dealing with how to navigate my emotions and stuff. I feel like I need some type of reassurance first. Is that is that like bad? I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's bad at all. But I think because you present like you're a lot stronger than what you are sometimes, you probably yeah. can intimidate people that you're dating. Yeah, I've gotten that. Yeah. I mean, I've sometimes gotten... you intimidate me. I'll be like, okay. I do? <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Getting dressed at your house to go somewhere, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm scared I'm, like am i okay like do you like my dress like i'm not i'm literally doing it for the fear that you're gonna be like what are what are, what did um north say what are those that's so funny because when we were in toronto one of my friends um he was like oh i'm just gonna get an outfit there for your dinner right and you're like are you sure no so i was like <laughs> okay fine like as long as i we can go together. They go pick out, right? Uh, so we go, we go, and whatever. And then I was like, "What shoes did you bring?" So we can figure out the outfit. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Oh, just these." And I said, "Sweetie, you're not wearing those to my birthday." Not the sweetie. You made it seem <laughs> like he was trying to wear Birkenstocks to your birthday. Like, I said, and, and the uh, my other friend was literally like, like gasped for air. Like, did you just? You're not gonna wear those to my birthday dinner. See, that intimidating. <laughs> okay. So you can like I think that you can seem so self-contained, you know what I mean? And and yeah. I think dating can I think dating can be really logical, but it's also very emotional because we don't like anybody, it's like how they say on Love Island, they're like, Yeah, you're so good on paper, like you check all the boxes, like la, la, like you can you can check every box in a person, but that spark, that connection, that whatever is not there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's the part of dating that's like you just it, it's it, it's either there or it's not you know yeah and back to the check-in part i think it's important to have check-ins with the right person as well well yeah like i think if you're with that person like the long distance ex like when things were good in the relationship we would check in and be like is this still what you want to do and he'd be like yeah and i'd be like yeah and it'd be like okay great you know what i mean yeah because i ch- i checked in with somebody and it didn't go it didn't go the <laughs> way when checking in goes wrong like when my check engine like yeah it was like it was the cadillac records (laughs) what's wrong with your car the check engine light catalytic catalytic not cadillac records (laughs) 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 yeah i was like so how do you think things are going you know and he was like wait what and i was like oh this (laughs) this doesn't seem like it's going correct well, this is news to me. <laughs> yeah. He was basically like, nothing's going. <laughs> Did he like, say oh. that to you? I mean, in so many words, yeah. He's a savage. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he probably listens to this as well. Well, bless his heart. <laughs> bless his... I don't know, I just think that, like... I don't know, letting... I think you you let go of rejection so much more when you care more about your own feelings. And that can sound really self-centered, but, but my, I'm learning that. Oh my God. I'm learning that. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. I think it's been, it's been probably since June or July because I had a dinner with my friend and she was like, I want you to do what you want to do. Like you had this, like she was talking to me about a previous relationship and she was like, I want you to do what you want to do. And we are so conditioned to make like, that is selfish but like if you feel a way about a person hey i really like you like are you liking me in this way no okay 
that's not a value judgment about who you are as a person. That's just, they're not there, but you were like strong enough. like Monica, my little sister always says that I won't deprive myself of my emotional expression. And like for her to be so young and like so wise in that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like how I does think... she know to be like that? And it, and it takes away like the shame and like putting it on somebody else. Like, well, they didn't want me. Well, that's okay. Cause I still want me even if you don't want me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think too, I, I'm learning that in friendships as well, because I feel like this year there's like two friends that their vibe has changed towards me. One, of, I mean, one of them, I don't really speak to at all. Well, two of them really, but I'm learning that too. It's like, my mom told me, I don't know if I told you this, but my mom told me before I left the last time, mm-hmm. she was like, I just feel like Jeff, you have to stop making people happy. And yeah. I was like, mm. And I I realized that, not that I pride myself on that, but I always went out my way to make sure that I was, like, the best friend that I could be. Mm-hmm. And But as I'm getting older, it's exhausting. And just not really expressing mm-hmm. and all these other things. And I'm just, I'm always myself. I don't really change. I don't change. You know what I'm saying? I mean... I change for the better, but I'm just saying, like, my personality-wise and the way that I am with people is pretty mm-hmm. much can always consistent, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so losing those friends, I'm just like, wait, what did I do? And I had to be like, Jeff, there's this nothing you did. I mean, or maybe it was. I don't know. Go, yeah. I, oh, I'm very much of the mind. If you don't tell me you're mad at me, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm never going to be like, are you mad at me? Like, I, what I'll say is, I, you know, I apologize for X, Y, and Z because I'm I'm pretty good at knowing if I've disappointed somebody or if I did something that they didn't like. But I'm also not going to like, are you mad at me? What did I do? And open up a can of worms that's so weird and stupid. That's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. It's hard to feel like that. I feel like I used to always chase relationships, too, and friendships. and I, And I did to a certain extent. Um, but I think you start to realize like the benefit of like chasing the right ones because you're going to feel so replenished when you leave them and you're going to feel so comforted and so known and so loved and whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so true. Cause like me and you, like we laugh and we giggle, but like when we're we're together, we're not like super high energy, but that's okay though. Cause we're like at peace, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, but then I have other friends with like we have a great time. We're at peace, but we're like way more high energy because we feed off of that part of each other's energy. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's just a different type of friendship. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it's just, it's, it's okay. Like to be, it's, it's okay to show up differently in different friendships and still be the same person. But if people are distancing themselves for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know. I can't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm learning all this because, you know, when I, especially before, whenever I open up myself to somebody and really, um, you know, spend time and stuff, mm-hmm. it was hard because it felt the the rejection part was kicking in, you know, like I yeah. felt rejected. But um, now I just like, you know, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Well, you know, the Bible says rejection is... It's like, let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) I hate when people used to give me that because I'd be like, this really hurts, you know? But that's... But it's true, though. Like, it's it's so true. It's true, but it hurts. Yeah, I mean, I think it is 
I think it is true on some some level. Um, but I think too we can self reject, which is a different story. Mm-hmm. A different oh, I do that. Together. I mean, I, yeah, that's. Yeah. I feel like that was my life story to self reject. Yeah, me too. Because I look, I look at opportunities, things, and people, and say I could never. Yeah. And or I'm not worthy enough. Or, mm-hmm, whatever, or I'm not whatever. smart enough. Or I'm not sk- whatever your blank enough is. Like insert there, and that's yeah. what's going to keep you from an opportunity that could really, really benefit you every single time. <laughs> that's a word. That is a word. Mm. Now, wow. is there anything else you wanted to say? I'm gonna go get a snack. <laughs> I know I'm so hungry. Have you need to eat food? That's gonna help your headache. I need to go to the gym, but the gym. No, you don't, seven. Jeffrey. <laughs> Planet Fitness will be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to that purple and yellow gym. Yes, you do. Stop playing. Your $19.99 was declined. Stop playing. <laughs> Uh-oh. They got purple equipment. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Wait, who's your friends from New Orleans? I love their accents. Oh, oh um, Josh. And what's that one girl? She's Oh, oh Ciara. So her, I love her accent. Yeah. Y'all sit on that podcast and be like, purr. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra. It's like, what's up, baby? You want a cold drink? Baby. <laughs> you want a cold drink? Baby. Um, what are you going to get to eat, Chick-fil-A? You already know. Not me opening the app to see how many points I have. Reward? <laughs> Ew, how do you know me? Me know mine. Me can't. Me don't want to. No, let me see. <laughs> People are like cancel her. <laughs> I love Selena. I just remember she said, like, "I feel Puerto Rican." No Puerto Rican. <laughs> I feel like I I felt like a Puerto Rican. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, Selena wasn't Puerto Rican." That was me when I had that phony pony, on. y'all. Side sidebar. <laughs> Wait, what phony pony? You know, I'm in that wedding, and I had to get a phony oh. pony. <laughs> like a Puerto Rico. I felt like y'all I felt like Ariana Grande I was like okay I was making my way downtown faces pass with my pony on it's something when you have when you have that phony pony on oh it's I love it it's so good wait when do you you, well we won't talk about that on the podcast Mm mm-mm but Fair thank you so much, darling, for tuning in to the anonymous tip. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's I really appreciate pleasure. your support and your voice and your advice. And uh, it's all going to be fine. It's, it yeah. is what it is. It's going to be good. Yes. All right. All Love right. you so much. Love you. Bye, guys. Well. Bye, Bye, Todd. Me. <laughs> <laughs>